Hey y'all, good evening. Welcome to Cross Politic. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. I'm underdressed. Stick around for the second segment. We got Dennis Sarfate and Mark Dewey coming on to talk about the devil race, like the devil and the devil race. Oh. You worked on that all night, didn't you? I did. <laughs> hey, the CREC Church, Trinity Reformed Church, TRC of Huntsville. That's the strangest opening for an ad I've ever read. Who wrote that? Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama is hiring. Oh. I'm just, I'm going to do this over again. Trinity Reformed Church, a CREC <laughs> church of Huntsville, Alabama, is hiring. There That's you how go. you started. There you go. Trinity has a large, vibrant church community that has seen explosive growth in its first two years. All the growth means more work. Trinity is looking for a full-time assistant pastor and a full-time church secretary. Wow. U.S. News & World Report just ranked Huntsville, Alabama as the number one best place to live in America. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. If you feel called to get off the bench and get into the fight, this may be your opportunity to help establish another stronghold for Christ's kingdom in the heart of the South. I've actually preached there. Mm. I know I know the boys there. Do you try the you Alabama good, white sauce down good there? people. Mm. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. For more information, please email office at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's office at trinityreformedkirk.com. Dot com. Part of the reason I ran for president is because I was tired of trickle-down economics. It doesn't work. My plans are to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. With record jobs, new record small businesses, and wages rising. It's the foundation for an economy that works for working families. Because of that foundation, we're better positioned than any country in the world overcome global inflation that we're seeing and reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. So let's come together and focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build on the extraordinary progress we've made. And let's continue to build this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. When that happens, everybody does well, including the very wealthy. Wait, wait, so who, when was this? This is early this week. Oh, yeah. wow. Whatever Biden thinks about trickle-down economics... And, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but Biden's trickle-down politics is much, much worse. Oh, I see oh. what you did the, there. Yeah, there you go. The Biden administration trickle-down politics will regulate how you get your energy, what kind of car they want you to drive, your vaccine status, what you put on your face, what babies are allowed to live and maybe just be put on the side, what justice looks like with Black Lives Matter or January 6th riots, and so forth. That's trickled down politics which is both both the republicans and democrats are are happy to deploy this okay um but the biden administration is the target right now so are so antithetical to creating our free society and are contrary to our nation's constitution it's as simple as that the other thing to note biden's spin on how our economy is performing is is like hyperdrive you know spin uh, you know Borderline lying. Hyperdrive? So yeah, it's, you know, hyper, hyperventilating, hyper over, you know, there you go. Mm. <laughs> you, you follow me. Supposedly, <laughs> his follow. administration has created the strongest, uh, you know, fastest, most widespread economic recovery ever. You know, actually, That's when, he, just claimed. when he was saying that, it actually reminded me of Trump. Yeah. Actually, actually biggest yeah, ever. Yeah, the biggest ever. That's right. Ever. Best ever. It works for working families. He said that. Bottom up, middle down. I, I, what middle out what I don't whatever that means 
as we have pointed out before, when you artificially shut down the economy and tell everyone to stay at home and then take credit for that economic recovery, um, I, there's got to be something. There's got to be a word to call it. You know, like you know, Stockholm syndrome or something. Or, yeah. But really, that's how tyrants function. No, it is. I think that is a Stockholm syndrome. It's like we beat you. Yeah. And now, hey, hey, can I help you? Here's stimulus money too. Here, here. Right. I'll give yeah. you a band aid. Yeah. Here's here's an ice cream cone. That's right. And it's no surprise to your budgets right now. It might be a surprise to Biden's administration that our economy is it, it is going into recession. Everything's looking like it. Okay. The current CPI consumer price index. It, which is actually a joke, but this is what Biden's hanging his whole hat on and trying to find the the, the light in the at the end of the tunnel kind of thing is is at eight point three percent right now as of today. Okay. okay, that's high, but consumer inflation, actual real down to earth consumer inflation is probably more like in between twenty and thirty percent. Wow! Just ask your local hardware supplier, <clears throat> your local farmer, your local builders. You know how much right. the supply has gone up. You know uh, and so forth. <laughs> According to the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, the typical American family, on average, received $3,450 in stimulus money in 2021. Ooh. We did. Okay. Average family. $3,000 $3, in ice cream okay. cones. Exactly. <laughs> but. Chocolate milk. But that $5 trillion in stimulus money, on top of the shutdown, is the central driver of our inflation. You know, the one you're paying for now. Right. Another way of saying this is that the government is the central driver for our economic problems now, trickle-down politics. So let's talk numbers. The average family got $3,450 in stimulus money in 2021. Well, inflation in 2022 is going to cost that same family, on average, ten dollars to $20,000, and I think that's low estimate. Wow. That's trickle-down politics. Mm. And so they gave you a $3,000 check in 2021. Right. How much is it going to cost you right. to have that to get that $3,000 check in 2022? You mean we have to give all the ice cream back. Yeah. And Wait, more. I'm confused. So are you saying that trickle-down economics does work? Trickle-down politics is what I'm saying. Yeah, but okay, but he's saying that trickle something's trickling down. I don't like it. Well, <laughs> That's the ice cream cone. It's trickling <laughs> down on your finger. No, it's not. It's not trickled down. What they did was they printed five trillion dollars, took a little slice out, carved a small, tiny slice out of that five trillion for you to think that everything's okay, and then funded the to government. make you feel like you got some money. You know, one of the things that's bothering me right now with this whole thing is that we have a real problem when it comes to our economy. I think that mm -hmm. we are in a real situation. I went to the gas pump and I put a hundred dollars in my gas tank and I got three quarters of a tank. I don't know if I said that already a couple Ooh. times last week. Uh, and I was like, um, "This ain't right." And yeah. I felt it and, it, and it hit me. It really hit me. I felt mm -hmm. it. And I was like, mm -hmm. I actually started in my head running the calculation on everything else that I needed to, to yeah. do and yeah. what I had to cut off. Yeah. And then something happened to me. I was like, "Okay, be a wise man. Be a, think about what you need to do, but don't fear." Because that's the next thing that's that right. comes when you yeah. start having to say, okay, and the reason that I can't afford <clears throat> a gas tank. Yeah, I, I can't. Start to fear, I, I start right. to fear, and the, yeah. one of the reasons that you start to fear is because inadvertently, or maybe it, sometimes we do it on purpose. We have made the economy our god, mm -hmm. and we start looking at that god and said that god isn't giving out blessings anymore. Right. And so I better figure out what to do to appease that. You know, to, I and said this you start is why to we grasp want the government start to, to hold fix on. It. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. you start, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to fix this, yeah. and so it's like, okay, who you start complaining to is the god that you pray to, right? So yeah. it's like, let me let me just chill out for a second and be like, all right, God's got this. Let me be a wise man, mm -hmm. manage things well, mm -hmm. but don't start tripping and flipping out and right. getting afraid of everything. Right. And I think Biden kind of wants us to be in that situation. Hey, your last Republican guys didn't work. I got you. Right. It's okay. Right. And, and, and this isn't working either. Mm -hmm. I think this is the time for us to kind of step back and like, 
whatever he's trying to trickle down, whatever this is, we need to say, okay, how do we manage our homes really well? Right. Mm-hmm. Where we don't need them in any way. Right. So I just want to. Say it really quickly. Yeah. Do I second for this? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know when we got time for this, but trickle down economics. I just, I mean, I just Googled it because I'm like. I'm You're smart. That's what I, we're here for. I just, by want, the way. I just you know, <laughs> Wikipedia yeah. is yeah. there for us, but don't look to Wikipedia as your savior. Wikip- trickle down economics is a colloquial term for supply side economic policies, mm-hmm. which is what our boy David Bonson is always exactly talking about. Talking right? about. Uh, in recent history, the term's also been used by critics of supply side economic policies, such as Reagan. Reaganomics. Whereas general supply side theory favors lowering taxes overall, trickle down theory more specifically advocates for a lower tax burden on the upper end of the economic spectrum. And I guess the principle is, is the idea is those on the higher end are the ones who are the investors, the business owners right. and so on. Yeah. And, and if they're producing more yeah. goods and services for the economy, mm-hmm. that's the thing that actually lifts yeah, and I'd, I'd say they're, what they're arguing is they're producing more innovation, and right. innovation is what drives and makes the economy well, bigger. And, and, and but that's the thing is, I mean, mm-hmm. Bonds's point is always do something, mm-hmm. well, and build something, make something, yep. do something because that's the thing that actually brings value to the world and brings mm-hmm. value to the economy, yep. and that's the thing that can undo inflation. And so not only that's don't right. freak out, right. but like work harder, you work harder, yeah, yeah. yeah. be right. a blessing to somebody. Use that gas, yeah, however much you're able to, you know, buy, use, yeah, do right. it, you know, use it for good. But maybe we've forgotten what our bosses are saying to us when they hire us. Hey, I need to go out, get more money, make better products. Mm -hmm. Could you fill this time in for me doing this thing Mm -hmm. so that I can go do that? Mm -hmm. Wait, wait. So you're going to pay me a job so that I can help you go make more money? Yeah, Yeah. do that. What else do you need me to do? Right. Right. That's the transaction that we're making. I don't know why this is, but this is what happens when the government gets involved. They're like, okay, so this transaction that you guys going on, um, what's my cut in this? (laughs) How much am I going to make? Which from is that? actually the trickle down politics you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Trying to get your cut is, right. is what makes inflation even worse. That's, that's what right. the government's doing. Yeah, and we're starting to feel it everywhere. What was it? The sheriff's department recently in well, Michigan. In Michigan, in Michigan, the sheriff's department yep. <laughs> soaring gas prices for sheriff to cut response to non urgent calls and deputies work by phone. This oh, is oh. This so is, they'll talk to you about the shooter. So I, <laughs> no, not urgent. I know it's not urgent. I, I the guy, think, the guy, well, I mean, the bleeding, the bleeding has been stopped. It it's not urgent. It wasn't urgent in Uvalde, apparently. <laughs> oh, oh no, pastor. We'll I think this that. is Biden's way of trying to defund the police. I don't know. I, maybe this oh. is one of his little his little tricks here. This is from the I believe the sheriff says we've exhausted what funds we budgeted for fuel with several months to go before the budget resets. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Michael Maine said this in a statement. I have instructed the deputies to attempt to manage whatever calls are acceptable over the phone. This would be a none in, none in, non, in progress, none in progress yeah. calls, none life threatening calls that do not require evidence collection or documentation. Yeah, Non-emergency. So I yeah, get, I, yeah. but, um, here's the, here's the thing though, is like oftentimes when government organizations respond like this, it, um, I could be, be, I'm not trying to be unfair here to the sheriff's department, no, it's but, okay. let's, let's but for unfair. example, when a school bond doesn't pass for a local school board, the next day they release a press release and say, well, we can't service this bus route anymore. So what they do is they try to make the citizens feel pinched so they get more support and they change their habits in the next right, school bond right, next time. Right. And so some of this could be based off politics, politics, <laughs> yeah, yeah, trickle down politics and trying to pinch right. the yeah. p- citizens to be like, hey, you know, uh, blue, we need to support blue lives better. Right. I, I, you know what? I think this is a very bad time for police to be like, 
Yeah, we're not going to be doing police stuff. Well, you know, this is what they've been. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. but they're already doing this in California and Washington. You've seen the videos, right? Like, where they're like, um, we don't, we don't do right, right. arrests the, now for like um, petty theft, shoplifting up yeah. to like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, we just, I think in San Francisco it's up to nine hundred dollars. I think it's that yeah, high. We're not gonna, and so that's yeah, that's, that's right. happening that's at right. the same time. We have gun legislation that's trying to take place now. I know he said there's going to be things that I don't expect the police to make great judgment calls because yeah. now you have some officers like this is a ghetto i don't want to get there and mm-hmm. i'll wait till it's all said and done and then i'll go show up now this is only encouraging them to do things like that it might not be something that's threatening in the right. beginning but right, them yeah. being there but, might, now, but now you have financial, but now you, have financial. Uh, you know things driving yeah. those decisions as well okay we have uh mark dewey if you listen to the fight laugh fees network you already yeah, are on top right. of mark dewey that's show right. and then mm-hmm. we have dennis safarati safarti safarti or Safarati, <laughs> back there. He'll kill yeah, me about you know, it later. Our producer's like, no, nah, neither of you guys got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Ray's pitcher who didn't wear the pride patch. We're going to talk to these guys about that situation. Former professional Ma- baseball Major players. League Baseball players, yeah. yeah two pitchers. Right. Yeah. Where's oh. the batter at? Yeah, pitchers. Yeah, somebody who's well, a Well, it was here. a pitcher, right? That, that, it was that a pitcher. Well, the, there's a couple of them. There's can, a couple they guys. They can identify with them. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they could. Well, I, like, not that we need it. More cross politics coming up next. We'll talk to some pitchers and talk baseball. Pastor Toby's favorite subject. Mm. Armored Republic exists to honor Christ the King by providing tools of liberty to free men. New York State just banned body armor. Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it's tyranny. In the 20th century alone, governments killed 169 million of their own unarmed citizens. Unarmed citizens are the stuff of dreams to tyrants and criminals. The Second Amendment is an acknowledgement of your God-given right to own a rifle and body armor. The 14th Amendment acknowledges the duty of the federal government to stop tyrant states from stealing your God-given rights. Legislators of New York, you are oath-breakers. You proudly steal the rights of your people and oppress them without a second thought. Your law is null and void. It's unconstitutional. It is an offense against God. And there is no king but Christ. This is Armored Republic. In case you need that. You gonna play that? Huh? You gonna play that? Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> what are we doing, Knox? Yeah. Just waiting for Knox. Pride is about inclusion, so you don't love them and you don't welcome them if you're not willing to wear the patch. And calling it a lifestyle reveals to me that you've done not even a modicum of research or understanding on this topic. It's what tends to happen when a privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just about baseball. That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, (coughs) also allows for people to be denied healthcare, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. And so we have to stop tiptoeing around it because we're trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it when the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering the consequences. When you say trying to be bigoted. They're trying to use religious exemptions to affect the opportunities, services, 
uh, available resources for people who are LGBTQ+. And a patch on the jersey in, in this way? In the case of sport, no. In the case of sport, though, they're double-talking if they're saying you're welcome while also saying that we don't encourage or, or we disagree with it, especially when there are devout people of every single religion that also welcome and are open to people who are born gay. Dave. And that is Sarah Payne from Around the Horn. She's one of the contributors there on that show from ESPN. Religious wow. exemption BS. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're and at. And more. And devout people from every religion that will give honor yeah. to the God of Rome. Welcome, to the gods of Rome. Welcome back to Cross Politic yeah. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. That's Moscow, Idaho. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Mm. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out to get connected with a story real estate agent. Wherever you're going, they can help you guide, they can help guide you home. Mm. Visit storyrealestate.com. Tell them we sent you. That's right. That's right. Hey, we're really grateful to have with us to talk to us about um what was her name? Sarah Spain. Sarah Spain uh, from ESPN. Yeah, she ESPN uh, on yeah, she, around yeah, the horn. Yeah, she, she she's ESPN too, so she's submitting to ESPN one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <No>. Submission is <laughs> inescapable. Uh, with us right now, we're grateful to have Mark Dewey. Mark Dewey, if you don't know people, is the host of In the Bullpen. Yep. Which I think is the best baseball podcast. In the universe. It's incredible. I think you're about right. Yeah. It's on the FLF network. It's on the Fight Laugh Feast app. Um, and so good. Fantastic. He is also a former Major League Baseball player who refused to take the field for an AIDS ceremony in 1996. Street cred. He played for the San Francisco Giants, New York Mets, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, and uh, you can follow him on the Twitters at In the Bullpen FLF and Facebook In the Bullpen FLF. Mark. Thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys again. Yeah, it's been too long. It um, has been. So um, you just heard uh, Miss Spain uh, talking about her her view of uh, religious exemption BS. Um, what's your take on on what she just said? Well, I would use the same BS, but apply it to her. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I don't know. Well, we'll just state of baseball. I don't know of a single baseball player especially a single Christian baseball player that embraces or wants to see happen what she just said. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. I think every single Christian baseball player understands that you treat all the human beings with dignity and respect mm -hmm. because they're made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Right now, that's a whole different thing than endorsing rebellion against God. But I honestly don't know of a single Christian baseball player that would believe almost anything that she just said. Do, do you think it's interesting in the last, well, five years. Okay. So everybody says, I wish we can just get politics out of baseball. Right. But the truth is politics has always been in baseball all the way back to Jackie Robinson. I mean, it just, we've seen a lot of, it's almost like the way was 
was patterned that if you want to get to culture, you have to go through a sport. That's because baseball is America's sport. Yeah, I'm. I know. I know. Mm. Right. I know. If you're real you American, more enthusiastically than that, Chuck. Come on. <laughs> right. You are absolutely right. That's why we have a baseball bat up here, not a football. That's right. Even though I don't watch baseball, I'm sorry. I'm trying, but I listen to Mark. It's Dewey's a very show. individualistic sport. I do listen to so. Mark Dewey's show. But why? Why blasphemy? <laughs> I listen to the best sports show out there, though. That's great. So That's right. why all of a sudden, though? You know, I was reading the article, and I think they that the Rays were trying to pattern themselves after your old team, who had the the gay flag, or they had their whole logo. San Francisco Giants, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Giants, yeah. Had the logo on uh, their uniforms, and so they said, "Hey, you know, we've been doing this for 16 seasons. Let's go ahead and do this too." Why all of a sudden now has it moved from, you know, the the event, the day event, Pride Day, yeah, to hey, let's put the patch on. Yeah, so the Giants were the first team to do it last year. They had both the patch and the the colors on their logo. On Friday night, the Dodgers did not have a patch, but the Dodgers did have their hat, the LA with the multiple colors. So Saturday, of course, was the Rays' turn to do that. Not all teams are doing this. I'm not sure how many, but I think it's just the next logical step for what they're trying to accomplish because it's it's one thing to have a night that is a pride night or a pride day, and the players aren't in any way obligated to do anything other than Ooh. play the game of baseball. But now you take it to, okay, the players are now obligated to wear the patch and or wear the hat with the multiple colors. And with the Rays, from my understanding of the Rays, is the team actually said to the players, you can choose to participate or you can opt out, take the patch off your jersey, wear your normal hat. That's what the five pitchers did. Um, So I give credit to the Rays for giving them that option, although obviously they stand out now and they're getting hammered. Um, But it's just the next step. It's it's. It's not simply this is going to go on and you're going to play a baseball game while this is going on, but we're going to force you to wear something in which you have to basically say, I support what's going on Compliance. as regards pride. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this. it's because baptism is inescapable. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what this is. Connect it's, that dot for me. No, like you have you have to you have to wear a badge. Yeah, you have to identify. You have to Bapti- put a symbol. Symbol. You, yeah. It's a covenantal uh, commitment, covenantal yeah. loyalty thing. Mm-hmm. Are, are you loyal to this or not? And that's that's what baptism that's right. is. Baptism is a sign of of the covenant. Are you are you loyal to the cause? Are you loyal to uh, this you know pride thing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark, what did you what did you? Um, I think you saw. Um, it, was it John uh, Jason Adam? I think is the pa- the the pitcher who. Kind of um, was a spokesperson. Yeah, kind of became the spokesperson for the pitchers uh, for the Rays. Um, did, um, did you see his statement? And, and what you what you think of it? I did see his statement, and I give him a lot of credit because my understanding when I checked into it, he is in his first year in the big leagues. Wow! Ooh. And well, the fact that he was he was chosen. My understanding is the Rays organization chose him to be the spokesman, mm. and he said okay and was. Um, and, and as I mentioned in my podcast last week, none of us are going to act or speak perfectly. And so I would, you know, I would have appreciated a little bit more of a stronger statement in some ways, but I give him hmm. tremendous credit for, for doing the best he could in a situation that I think he fully understood was going to be um, costly to some degree uh, when he made that statement, whether that some degree is simply the ridicule and the reviling hmm. he's received now or if it ends up being uh, an ending of his career, I don't know. But I think he understood 
a lot was at stake. You know, Mark, I got to ask, and you know it's coming. What would you have said if you were selected? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, I would have tried to make it as brief as possible. And I think what I would have said, you know, again, the accusation is if you don't participate, it's because you hate people. And I, th- I think what I would have said is this isn't about hate. This is about showing respect and dignity to all human beings, including the LGBTQ community. But love is showing respect and dignity to all human beings when they're in rebellion against God by letting them know they're in rebellion against God. The most hateful thing a Christian can do to those that are a part of the LGBT community is to actually encourage them to continue that way and tell them it's okay because they're going to burn in hell if they don't repent and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the hateful thing would be to say, yes, I'm going to promote this, right? The loving thing is to say, listen, I will treat you with dignity and respect because you're created in the image of God. And a part of treating you with dignity and respect and love is to tell you when you're rebelling against that God in whose image you've been created. You know, so you know, we mentioned this in the bio, Mark, but, you know, years ago as you're playing for the Giants, um, they had like uh, some kind of AIDS awareness day. And, and that's where, you know, you kind of took a stand, decided, I think it was after, you know, maybe it was the second year or something like that, um, decided yeah, I, 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 this is more of a celebration of perversion. I don't want to participate in that. How, how is How are these pride days today different than even what you were facing back in your day? I think significantly. Um, so I was with the Giants. It came up, but when I came back, they had started the Pride Day, I think, in 1993. Came back to the team in 95 and was asked to participate in a way that none of my teammates did. And I, and I did. I participated. And, I, and I, had a, I had a brother on the team saying, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, I think Christians have not handled this very well. I want to show that we have love and compassion. Because the event was, was fundamentally designed to say, Let's raise awareness for AIDS and let's seek a cure for AIDS. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. But then what I realized is that in that, there was also the promotion of sexual immorality on multiple levels, including quote unquote safe sex. And so the next year when I didn't participate, it was simply because, not because I had any issues with raising awareness for AIDS or trying to find a cure, but I had issues with any event that would promote sexual immorality whether that's heterosexual immorality or homosexual immorality, that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, God, God says that sexual morality is a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Mm -hmm. Everything outside of that is sexual immorality. So however it comes, I was not going to be a part of anything that would, that would encourage sexual immorality. Well, it looks like the closer just arrived. Just in time. (laughs) Wow. Guys, let him in the, let him in here. Where is he at? Dennis, are you there? He's, he's piping in right now. So, Dennis Safardi. I'm gonna let Sorry, you guys. Keep saying That's all right. We're live now, man. We're live. Just get your I, I got, I got a baby. I got a six-week-old baby that just is on its own time. That's all right. That's okay. That's all you, right. You, you, can, need, you need to turn your video on so we can baptize that six-week-old baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> there goes Dennis. So, Dennis, oh, we boy. got we got two minutes left. So this is what we're going to do. We have a backstage pass. Oh. And, and so we're going to have That's right. this conversation with the two we, of you guys. Back, what are you going to say, Pastor? I was just going to say, Dennis, you know, Mark called it that you were going to be coming in late because he's just said you're just – that's what you are. You're a closer. Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> you're going to yeah. – 
Yeah, I've always had bad dreams about sleeping through a game and not being in the mountain time. So here, here it is. I live in <laughs> He wakes up. It's seventh inning. It's seventh inning. Oh, man. So if you are not a Fight Laugh Feast club member, you're about to miss out on a great time. Better join now. In the backstage. Join the yeah. club. Become a Fight Laugh Feast club member, and you get a chance to hang out with us with two pitchers. And the closer, Dennis. All right, um, real quick, uh, Dennis, how's the baby? How's the wife? When are you baptizing? Good. We are. <laughs> oh boy, you guys are going to get me in trouble. Jeff's listening right now. He's in my room or something. Uh, we, he, she's good. We're going to go get his tongue tie fixed tomorrow, so that's going to be another okay ordeal. But he's doing good, man. I mean, I'm ready for another one now. Woo! There you go. Dennis, I'm just going to introduce him, and yes, then we're going to go out. So it. Dennis is an American former professional baseball pitcher, played for Milwaukee Brewers, Houston Astros, Baltimore Orioles in the Major League in the MLB, and um, the Hiroshima Toyo, yeah, that, and? Toyo Carp. Say, say the rest of it. Hiroshima Toyo Carp, Cebu Lions, and the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. There you go. There you go. You can follow him on Twitter at D-Sarfate, D-S-A-R-F-A-T-E, and also Red State Reform, uh, where they're getting uh, states sorts of good stuff to end yep. abortion uh -huh. and actionforlife.com. Mm -hmm. All right. Go. Mm. Sorry. See you guys tomorrow. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, do what Dennis is about to do. Go baptize them. <laughs> Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work.